five ways to supercharge your sales. Whether you've got an existing sales program that you just want to breathe some new life into, or whether you're looking for some new tactics or ideas to start a new sales program, tune in because this episode is what I'm going to be talking about. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Dylan's Podcast. I am Dylan Gallagher, and this is my podcast. This is where I get to take a few minutes, share a few thoughts about things that are impacting entrepreneurs and business owners who are trying to fix, fund, or grow their small and medium-sized business. Before I get going, just want to say thank you to everyone who downloads the episode and listens to this podcast it gives me the encouragement uh, to keep going, and uh, as you know, I love hearing myself talk. So the fact that people are listening and sending me comments just encourages me to keep talking and hearing myself talk. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you as well for the questions that come along. I know that uh, some of you reach out and have questions about your business or things that you're challenged by, and uh, you let me know that you feel I'm someone who you feel confident talking to. Uh, because it is lonely being an entrepreneur. It's lonely being a leader and not necessarily having other people that you can go and share your grievances with or share your challenges with. And this podcast and me talking or listening to myself talk is my way of helping you see that you're not alone, that you probably face the same challenges, struggles, and opportunities that other entrepreneurs and business owners face as well. So thank you very much. For tuning in this week, and uh, this was a topic that I had covered um, a week ago, uh, just through a series of uh, posts on my social feeds. But thought I would dedicate a podcast episode to it to flush out the ideas uh, a little bit more than maybe what the blog post and uh, videos were doing. So uh, today I'm talking about how to breathe new life into your existing sales program or how to start a new sales program. And this is because I've noticed with small and medium-sized businesses that when they're under pressure, that's when knee-jerk decisions uh, and reactive decisions tend to get made with their sales programs. And so they tend to look something like this, you know, oh crap, everything's falling apart. We need to sell more. Oh, let's go talk to our customers. And so Monday, everyone's really excited. Tuesday, people start doing some things. Wednesday, um, the results aren't coming in. And by Friday, all of the wind that was created on Monday has been taken out of everyone's sale and people get defeated. And so I've seen this so many times and happen to be dealing uh, with it face-to-face in a couple of different businesses right now uh, that I'm a part of and thought I would just share what I'm learning and what I'm discovering in hopes that you as an entrepreneur can borrow these ideas. These, again, you know my style. It's to be practical, uh, to be tactical, and to be uh, measurable uh, in all the things that I do. And so um, this is this is one way um, that I'm trying to do that by sharing with you what I'm learning. And so any sales program... Any marketing program, and I'm going to just differentiate the two, uh, marketing would be trying everything that you do to try and find your potential customer. So you uh, have to get a message to the marketplace and make sure that the market knows that your business exists. Versus sales, which uh, centers more around uh, a one-to-one interaction with an existing customer or a potential customer. So uh, marketing to me is talking to a large audience, talking to a marketplace through social media, through content, through videos, um, through advertising, 
versus sales, which happens with individual people on a one-to-one basis. And the opportunity with sales is to obviously generate revenue, but you can't do that if people don't know that you exist and you're not staying in front of them. And so marketing is meant to do that. I think where the disconnect tends to lie is we... um, I think entrepreneurs that maybe know their product or service very well, but maybe aren't very strong in marketing and sales tend to blend those two things together without realizing that they are actually very, very different and um, you need to manage them differently. But no matter what you do, no matter what you do, you do need somewhere where you can manage the results of what it is that you're doing. And so a CRM system, contact management system, is something that some people, their eyes kind of glaze over. Or uh, an entrepreneur will say, yeah, 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 our sales guys use something. They have Excel or they have some sort of system that they use to, I'm sure they do, to like keep notes and all that kind of thing. Well, I think for, for me, in my experience, it's really important that you do have sort of a central place where all of your activity with A, your marketplace, uh, can be measured, and where all of your activity and interactions with your potential customers and customers can be measured, and that has to happen, or that should happen, in a CRM system. What's great is that the CRM market is so competitive that there are so many different choices that you can choose from. Uh, I personally use HubSpot because I find that with an older demographic kind of... uh, um, you know, um, generation X and older, uh, the HubSpot type uh, program, you know, is pretty intuitive and it works fairly well, but you can use Salesforce, there's Microsoft products. I mean, there's just so many different CRM systems, but the point is that you have to have one. And when trying to make a decision about what system to be using, um, the next you kind of the thing that you're going to, you're going to want to pay attention to is understanding how do you engage with your customers? So Do you make phone calls? Do you send emails? Do you have newsletters? Do you do content marketing? What is it that you do? And uh, all of the things that you do should tie into your CRM system. So you should be able to say, look, we ran a Facebook campaign and here's the result it produced. Or we ran a Facebook ad campaign and here's the result it produced. Or we had a bunch of telemarketers or we had our our customer service reps in our company make a bunch of phone calls and here were the results. So whatever... However you engage with your marketplace and your customers should tie into your CRM system because you don't want to be running multiple systems, um, in my opinion, because it just becomes too complex and you end up spending your time on really technical, nerdy things instead of actually just getting the result that you want. So once you've got somewhere to manage all of this activity, then the next thing that you need to do is decide how frequently and how consistently are you going to be interacting with your potential customers and your customers? And so consistency and frequency are not the same thing. Frequency is the number of times your business is going to interact with your customers, or your prospects, whereas consistency is um, kind of completing regular, functional, practical, achievable interactions. Um, you know, so one is you know, how well you're going to do it. Another one is how often that you're going to do it. So consistency and frequency. And as an entrepreneur or a business owner, this is where I think a lot of businesses come up short. So they freak out, they go into panic mode because the market has changed and sales have dropped off and they're not really sure what to do. And so all of a sudden they try to compress frequency and consistency into like a five-day cycle. They don't realize that marketing as opposed to sales Uh, is a long-term activity. It's the exercise of consistently and frequently 
everyday planting seeds, whereas sales takes on a, a different a different form. Sales tends to follow a sales cycle, um, as opposed to marketing, which tends to be broadcasting a message. And so, as an entrepreneur, if you're freaking out about your sales and the revenue that's dried up and and it's causing you heart palpitations. It's unreasonable to expect that in a short period of time that you are going to be able to do um, uh, measurably successful things. You might get a little bit of a spark, but you're not going to be able to produce a consistent result if your window is too short. You do need a long period of time in order to to see results. And for me, it's usually six to eight weeks. Uh, Six to eight weeks, if you are uh, doing... um, if you are undertaking an activity consistently every day, so every day you're talking and you're interacting with a group of potential customers or customers, so consistently every day you're doing something, and then every month or every few weeks you are frequently getting in front of the same people. And so just the nature of that kind of a rhythm means that you're going to be six to eight weeks out from being able to see any measurable results. Now, if you're using a really great CRM system, you're going to be able to track those results. You're going to be able to see the emails that were opened or the ads that were clicked on or the website pages that were visited. And you're going to be able to really quickly sift through in your marketing funnel the people in your audience that are paying attention to you versus the ones that aren't. And the ones that are paying attention to you then should find themselves into some sort of a sales cycle. So um, first thing you got to do is figure out how you're going to manage all this stuff. And then secondly, secondly, you're going to have to develop a schedule that uh, consistently and frequently gets you in front of your your audience, uh, which includes both your potential customers and your um, and your existing customers. Once you've done all that, the next thing that you're going to want to pay attention to is understanding what is your pipeline worth. Uh, again, for entrepreneurs that are freaking out because their sales and their revenue have dried up, there certainly is a moment for that. But then you got to move on. And then you got to start doing things to get your business moving forward. And part of that is saying, uh, right now we're marketing to an audience of a thousand people. And within that thousand people, we think that there's going to be based on, you know, clicks and tracking and all the nerdy stuff that we're doing that our CRM system is feeding back to us. We think, you know, there's probably 10 or 12 customers and based on an average sale of X amount of dollars, this is what we think our pipeline is worth today. And then you say to yourself, what was that pipeline worth last week? What do we think it's going to be worth next week? And all of a sudden, when you, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, when you start considering the value of your pipeline, it starts to take away the, the stress and the anxiety that you're having from looking at your bank account. The reason that people tend to panic or be filled with fear is because of the unknown. And when you're looking at your bank account and your upcoming bills and you don't see cash, the unknown is where is the cash going to come from? And so because you can't answer that, you end up getting heart palpitations. Well, the easiest way to settle those down is to start understanding what it is you have to work with and begin uh, micromanaging those results until such time as you're not looking at your bank account anymore and you're really looking at your pipeline of opportunities. And it's a pipeline that's believable. It's something that if anyone who didn't know your business could walk through how you arrived at what you think it's worth and how much cash it's going to generate, and they would go, you know what, that really seems seems reasonable. It seems that that makes, you know, kind of a a lot of sense uh, to us. So that'll help you, um, you know, once you've got a system in place, once you've got a schedule for the consistency and the frequency in which you're going to be in front of your audience, once you start earmarking out what that pipeline is worth, then you got to say to yourself, okay, now how are we performing? How is all of this stuff, the sales, this marketing, all the stuff Dylan's talking about, how are we doing with it? 
One of the calculations that I use, and it's really simple and it's really rudimentary, and I'm sure there's lots of people that would have different ways of doing this, but it works for me, maybe it works for you, is I do a very simple test. I just say, how much revenue did we do um, last year, this month, divided by the number of customers? And that tells me how many customers I had, how much my revenue was, and how much my average revenue per customer was. Great, so I got that number. Then I go, okay, this, this year, this month, what was the revenue that we earned? How many customers did we have? That tells me my current average sale per customer. And I simply look at last year versus this year for the same month and go, that's my gap. It's either the gap that I have to figure out how to fill in with the, the people and the resources that I have available to me. Uh, or if, if there's a gap, meaning there's a hole that I have to fill. I had more sales, more customers last year. I have less sales, less customers this year. That's a hole. I got to fill it in. Or it could be a gap the other way. If you happen to be in a business that isn't in a difficult moment right now, you might say that we have more customers this year and more revenue this year. And uh, that means we are now growing. And so how do I continue to support that gap. So that gap is a positive gap, not a negative one. And now as an entrepreneur, your job is to say, how do I pull the people and the resources together to fill in that gap and make sure that it continues to expand? No matter what direction that gap is, is going in your business, as the entrepreneur, it's your job and your job alone to bring together the people and the resources that can fill those gaps in for you or can support the gap. And that's something that many entrepreneurs will often pass the buck on. They will you know, get involved right at the front end to try and do a bunch of activity and seem busy, but they'll often exit stage left when they feel like the sense of urgency has died down and then they'll move on to other things. Well, as you go forward in my style, again, personality, so forth, uh, I like to measure these things and just to see how they're going because my job from a top-down perspective is everything is my fault. If there's a gap and we're behind the eight ball, I got to figure out how to get us in front. Uh, if there's a gap and we're growing, then I got to figure out how do we make sure that we do that. And that responsibility doesn't get passed down. I own it, but I share it with the people that I think are best suited to do the job that needs to be done. But as an entrepreneur, uh, you'll find your days will be uh, much more fulfilling when you look to take responsibility for what's going on in your business instead of uh, passing it off. And then kind of lastly, uh, rounding out kind of, you know, just this this idea of how to breathe new life into an existing sales program or how to kickstart a new one is you have to figure out how do you now uh, kind of increase the result that you're getting by, you know, orders of, you know, five or 10 or 100, whatever your business can, can handle. And so as you put everything into your CRM system, as you develop your schedule for making sure the consistency and the frequency uh, is there, as you now mark out what your pipeline is worth, and as you figured out what the gap is, now you say to yourself, great, now how do I simply add more horsepower to all of this? What's the easiest way to do that? Well, if we generate revenue, let's just invest that those profits that we make on that revenue back into our business and let's grow this thing. Let's uh, invest more in the people or more in the resources or let's fine tune our CRM system or let's dump money into our social media campaigns or let's get a call list. Let's hire out a telemarketing firm. Let's add another salesperson to build more relationships. As you put the pieces around your sales and marketing program, the very last thing that you need to be doing and watching all the time, of course, is figuring out how to grow it, how to get a better result out of that. Now, sometimes that does mean adding more customers. There's a time and a place for that. But other times, there's opportunities to just simply add new products and services to your customers. And so as the entrepreneur, it's your job to figure out how to do that. So, I mean, I guess I could sort of keep 
uh, talking about this, the, the one thing to keep in mind is that every day your business is growing or dying. There really isn't a spot where it stays stagnant. It might feel like that some days, but the truth is you're either growing every day or you're dying every day. And it, you just have to figure out which side of that is going to get more momentum over the coming days, weeks, and months. And if it's not the momentum you want, meaning you're dying quickly or you're growing quickly, then you have to figure out what adjustments you want to make. The easiest place to make those adjustments is on the sales and marketing end, but it does require quite a bit more faith versus, say, um, making changes to your budget because those budgets are, those changes are, are, you can see them immediately because you're not having to spend money. Um, whereas on sales and marketing, it is an exercise in consistency and frequency on the marketing side, on the sales side, and being patient with the result. So I hope someone listening to this uh, was able to get some value and, again, some very practical and tactical and measurable results out of what I've shared because as an entrepreneur, it's it's great to hear kind of fluffy stuff and that's cool. There's a time and a place for that. But when your business is up against the wall or the market's really tough or you're struggling to figure out how you're going to survive, you need something that's a little bit more tangible, which is what I strive to bring you. Um, and it also kind of helps me work out some of the things that I'm going through with the businesses that I'm involved with. And so I sure hope that this uh, episode was worth it for you. If it was, please rate it, share it, subscribe to whatever your podcast platform is to make sure you don't miss these episodes because when you do any of those things, this content finds its way in front of other entrepreneurs that could benefit from what uh, what I'm sharing. So again, thanks for tuning in and I hope you download next week's episode.